If you have a Bible, go please to the book of Isaiah. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 62 and verse 6. Si trajo su Biblia esta noche, vamos a ir a Isaías, el capítulo 62, el verso 6. The Lord has given us a prophetic declaration in these last few weeks. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. How many of you have received that? Amen. If you were here this morning, you received a key tag on the way into church. If you didn't get one, we want to offer one to you tonight as a daily reminder that you are in a season of breakthrough. And uh, if you don't, if you didn't get one this morning, please uh, get one from Brother George. Uh, we want everyone here uh, to daily be proclaiming this year, breakthrough will visit my house. God is up to something good at Kingsway Church. Say amen, somebody. God wants to do great things. And tonight I want to teach from the word of the Lord uh, about an area of breakthrough that is vitally important. Connected to the beginning messages of the year that the Lord gave us on intercession. Isaiah chapter 63 and verse 6. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen all day and all night. They will never keep silent. You who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourselves. And give him no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn in his right hand. And by his strong arm, I will never again give your grain as food for your enemies, nor will foreigners drink your new wine for which you have labored. But those who garner it will eat it and the praise of the Lord, and those who gather it will drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. I pray that you would speak to us in each and every individual heart, and that you would anoint me to preach your word, and that you would anoint this congregation to receive the word in Jesus' name. And the church said amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. I want to speak tonight on the subject, how to catch a thief. Say that with me, how to catch a thief. You see, if you want breakthrough in your life, uh, sometimes breakthrough comes because you can't get to something. Uh, something has hindered you from arriving at the place that you want to get to. But many times, other times, breakthrough uh, is needed because there is something or someone taking what belongs to you. The nation of Israel suffered many times from the work of their neighbors coming against them to steal and to take from them the harvest which they had sown. We've been talking about the power of the seed, and we have been talking about the fact that when you sow a seed, you expect to receive a harvest. But many times in the nation of Israel, because of their sin and because of their spiritual uh, disconnection from God, they found themselves in a situation where they were sowing the seed and they were raising up the harvest, but when the time came to go and Bring the harvest in, their enemy would arise and steal from them. Their enemy would arise and take what they had labored for 
And this, you can imagine, is very disappointing as well as very demoralizing. If you uh, went to work for a week and two weeks, and then you were given your check, and your check was uh, for just a few cents uh, of what you had earned, and they informed you that the federal government had taken uh, most of that check, 90 or 95% of that check, how many of you know you would raise a whole lot of trouble? Now, you'd be voting several times, wouldn't you? There would be a demand to say this has got to stop. Well, the nation of Israel endured this many times. And, you know, in that society, they didn't get a paycheck like you and I get today. They, their paycheck was the land they worked and the harvest they received. We read in the Bible about people who would uh, plant their, their crops, and then the enemy knew just when the crop was ready and come in and steal their crop. And what should have been in their mouth was in the mouth of their enemy. What should have enriched them was enriching their enemy and providing for the, for the, the need of their enemy's families. <coughs> and in this passage I have read to you tonight, the Lord says to Israel in verse 7 and 8, The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his strong arm, I will never again give your grain as food for your enemies, nor will foreigners drink your new wine for which you have labored. God informs the nation of Israel, he speaks prophetically through Isaiah and says to them, you are not going to lose your harvest anymore. And I want to speak to tonight and say to you, you are not going to lose your harvest anymore. Somebody say amen. Have you ever lost a harvest? Have you ever experienced the grief that comes from knowing that you sowed good seed in good soil, but the enemy has come in and stolen what belongs to you? Well, tonight God is speaking to us, and he's saying this year, breakthrough is going to visit your house. And one of the ways that breakthrough is going to visit your house is that he's going to give you the discernment to catch the thief so that you don't lose another harvest all the days of your life. Say amen, somebody. God has given us a promise. Now, the condition for that promise to be fulfilled is found in verse 6 and verse 7. The Bible says, on your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen all day and all night that they will never keep silent. God says, I'm going to give you the way, the strategy for you to keep your harvest and to have a breakthrough in the harvest that you have sown into the kingdom of God. I want you to, first of all, to understand that you and I have to deal with the thief. There is a thief that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus told us that the enemy came but to steal, kill, and destroy. He is a murderer from the beginning. Satan is the thief, and he is the robber. He is the one that comes to touch the harvest of the people of God. He wants to discourage your faith because he believes if he steals enough of your harvest, sooner or later you'll give up and you'll give in. But tonight I believe I'm speaking to a people that are not about to give up or about to give in and are ready to put up a fight. Is there anybody in here ready to put up a fight? I said, is there anybody in here ready to put up a fight? And the Bible tells us that this thief, he has come to steal. This is his, uh, his modus operandi. This is his way of working. 
He doesn't know how to come by anything honestly. The enemy is going to be a thief forever. You're not going to change that about him. But God has given you a strategy for how to handle the thief. First of all, he says, in order to handle a thief, you have to be a watchman. The watchman needs to be watching to see how the enemy wants to come in. How the enemy is planning his attack. In the ancient world, the cities had walls around them. And those walls, uh, on those walls were posted watchmen all night. You know, even when I was a, a young a boy, I remember that in the communities where I lived around Kennedy and, and Pettis and Rungi and so on, they had watchmen that would go through the night and just drive through town. Uh, the Spanish folks called them el watchman. And then for a long time, I didn't know what watchman meant until I put it together and I understood they were speaking Spanglish. It was a watchman. Uh, but that person was paid to watch the town, to look around, to make sure that there weren't any break-ins, that there wasn't anybody that was uh, perpetrating some kind of crime. Friends, God has set up watchmen in your uh, community. God has set up watchmen in this nation. And you and I are those watchmen. You and I are those people that God has set up. And he has put you in your family as a person of faith, a person who can have spiritual discernment so that you can catch the enemy and see his plan and strategy against your home and stop it before he has an opportunity to bear fruit in your life. God says, I have appointed watchmen all day and all night. They will never keep silent. God is looking for a people who will say, God, I'm going to keep watch against the thief. I, I want to know how he's getting in. Because if I know how he's getting in, I can stop him from getting in anymore. You see, uh, the enemy many times uh, finds ways into our life. Sometimes we give him the opportunity and we're not even aware of it. We're not even conscious of the enemy's entrance into our life. But when you and I engage our spiritual gifts. We have been given the ability by the Spirit of God to discern what the enemy is trying to do. There's an entire gift of the Spirit devoted to the discerning of spirits. And the book of James tells us, pardon, the book of John tells us to test every spirit. That means that God has put within you the power by the Spirit to discern what is the enemy up to so that you can catch him before he has an opportunity to strike. So that you can rise up in prayer and intercession before he does the damage that he seeks to do to your home and to your family. Your home needs a watchman. Your children need you to stand over them as watchmen in the Spirit to say, oh Lord, give me discernment. I can't follow them to school, but let me know what the enemy is going to try to do so that I can pray against that. Lord, give me discernment because I can't go with them into college, but I want to be able to speak to the issues that are going on in their life. And friend, if you will take seriously the role of the watchman, God will give you discernment. God will give you understanding. And it may be, uh, as it often the case in my own life, that God begins to tell you to pray about something that you have no uh, clear uh, evidence for, but which you are discerning in the spirit. 
take that very seriously and begin to pray in earnest about that because God is giving you information in order to catch the thief, in order to stop him before he arrives. And if you and I take seriously this responsibility, we will have a breakthrough in our intercessory prayer. We will have breakthrough in our families because this has been given to us by the Almighty God. He says, day and night, they will never keep silent. God is looking for watchmen who will intercede and who will pray day and night, who will watch day and night. You know that the watchmen kept watch. Their job was to look out into the night and to see who was approaching, whether they were a friend or a foe. They had the responsibility of protecting the city, not with the sword, but with their eyes. Do you realize that your eyes are a defense against the enemy? Your spiritual ears are a defense against the enemy. And day and night, God is calling us to be in prayer. Day and night, he's calling us to be serious about the ministry of intercession, to be before him. Listen to the word. It says, give him no rest. In other words, God says, give me no rest until I have accomplished what I have promised over Jerusalem. Can I tell you tonight, God is telling you and me, give me no rest until breakthrough comes to your house this year. Come on, somebody. God is saying, don't quit. Don't stop. Don't slow down. Don't stop believing. Don't stop sowing. And don't stop praying until. Everybody say until. You and I have to have a commitment to until. Until what God has spoken to our life is manifested in us. I know it's difficult. I know sometimes it's a challenge. I know sometimes it may be hard. It might seem like God is slow or delaying. But trust him and press Press on. Press on in prayer. Press on in your conviction until you see what God has promised be done in your life. The Bible tells us in the Gospel of Luke chapter 18 and verse 1 that there was a widow, a woman who lived in a city. And the Bible says in verse 2, in a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and who did not respect man. This judge had no fear for God, and he had no concern about man. And there was a widow in that city, and she needed justice. Now follow the pattern here. There is a widow in the city. She needs justice. Something has been denied her. A thief has come into her life. Maybe that thief was someone encroaching onto her property. Maybe that thief was someone that was denying her her rights. I don't know what the thief was, but that thief was doing something that demanded a just, legal answer. And the Bible said she lived in a judge where there was no, she lived in a city where there was no justice. How do you get justice in a city where there is no justice? How do you get breakthrough uh, in, in the legal courts of a city where there, is no, uh, where there is no justice, where there is no integrity. She was in a desperate situation. Listen, friends, you and I have to look at this story and understand she needed a breakthrough. She needed something to change 
in her life. She needed something to change in her favor. All of the odds were stacked against her. You have a man in power who doesn't care anything about her and doesn't care anything about her situation. But the Bible says that this widow kept coming to him. She kept coming to him. What did Isaiah said? Do not keep silent. Day and night keep coming to God. Listen, friends, this woman kept coming. And I imagine that every morning when that judge walked out of his house, the widow was at the end of his driveway saying, give me justice. Give me justice. And he would walk past her. And, and maybe when he went out to lunch, there she was standing at the diner counter saying, give me justice. Give me justice. And when that man went home, she was there on the corner saying, give me justice. Day and night, she did not relent because she knew. She knew she had a right to what she was asking for. She knew she had a right to receive justice from the thief and from the culprit in her life. What does the Bible say? It says that there, this widow went many days. For a while, he wasn't willing. Look at that word, for a while. Listen, the enemy may have what's yours for a while, but God has called you to be a watchman and to pray until something happens. Say man, somebody. For a while, he was unwilling, but afterward, everybody say afterward. You see, this woman took the position of a watchman. She started to acknowledge there is something there that belongs to me, and I'm not going to let it go until it comes to me. Afterward, he said to her, even though I do not fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continuing coming, she will wear me out. Listen, friends, God has said to you, look, I'm not an unjust judge. I am the righteous judge of all of the earth. And if an unjust judge can give you justice, how much more if you will come to me in prayer and call upon the name of my son, Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. God is saying to you day and night until day and night to seek his face, to go before him with the absolute conviction that you have a right to what you are asking for from God. The judge said, she is going to wear me out. And then verse 6 says, the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? And, he, and will he delay long over them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. Everybody say quickly. Say it again. One more time. Listen, this year, Breakthrough will visit your house. And I declare it's going to come quickly. It's going to come quickly. It's going to come quickly. Come on, somebody. Jesus said, your God is a just God. And he will not delay. And he will come quickly. He said, he will do justice for his elect who cry out to him when? Day and night and he will and will he delay over them i tell you he will bring about justice for them quickly however when the son of man comes will he find faith on the earth jesus says 
this final closing remark as he closes this parable. He says, will God find a watchman on the earth when I come back? Will I find somebody on the earth who will come before me day and night and seek my face day and night until I do the thing that I have promised? Listen, friends. Please understand this principle with me tonight because everything God does on the earth, he does in answer to prayer. Everything God does in the earth, he's going to do in answer to prayer. That means that if we're going to see the fulfillment of his promise, we have to pray. I said we have to pray. Now Christ is asking a question. He says, when I come back, will there be faith on the earth? Will there still be intercessors on the earth? Will there still be somebody who will come before me day and night until? Will there still be somebody who has the faith to believe that God is willing to give justice to those who call upon him? Now, I keep using this word justice, and I know we don't use it very much in the church because when we think about the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's, thank God it's not about justice. It's about grace, but uh, what I want you to see here is that God wants to do justice for you. Say amen, somebody. God wants to do justice for you. And in order to, to receive justice, you've got to know what the, what the legal patterns are in order to receive justice. And God, first of all, is saying you've got to be a watchman. You've got to catch the thief. Why is it so important to catch the thief? Why is it so important to, to be watchful concerning his work? Well, obviously, so we don't lose the harvest. So we don't lose what has been taken from us. But I want you to understand something else. The book of Exodus, chapter 5, pardon, chapter 22, and verse 1, the Bible says that if a man steals a cow, he must return five cows in return. If a man steals a sheep, he must return four sheep in return. If a man steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters it or sells it, he shall pay five ox for the ox and four sheep for the sheep. What am I having you read right now? I'm having you read God's standard of justice concerning the thief. Get excited now. Because some of you, the enemy stole your ox. He said, Pastor, I don't have an ox. You know, I went to a state park, Rebecca, and I saw the, uh, the ox they had on that park. They had some oxen, uh, the biggest animal I ever saw, I think, in the, on the, in the farm setting. And I think about this the tonight, that that ox, for the Old Testament believer, for the Old Testament economy, was your livelihood. It was the means of income. It was the way you plowed the field. It was the way you brought in the harvest. It was the way that you got your work done. The ox was so important to the nation of Israel that God had told them, don't work on the Sabbath. You remember that? You're not allowed to work on the Sabbath. He said, however, if your ox is stuck in the mud on the Sabbath, go get the ox out of the mud. That's how important the ox was to the nation of Israel. That God said, I'll give you an exemption on the Sabbath in order to save your livelihood. But the enemy has 
come in and stolen the very thing that you need in order to prosper, the very thing that you need in order to get ahead. He's stolen your ideas, your innovation, your creativity. He's stolen your courage, your confidence. He's stolen your job. He's taken from you the positions that belong to you. But God says, when the enemy steals an ox, he has to repay five in return. Come on, somebody. What is God saying? God is saying, I don't just give justice, but I multiply when you operate through the legal channels that I have established in my word. Now Proverbs chapter 7 verse 31. We read something a little similar but a little different. Proverbs 7:31 the Bible says that he that catches a thief if the thief is caught he must return sevenfold. Everybody say sevenfold. What is God telling us here? He says he's going to return sevenfold because he's going to make a full restitution. Now, when you read the Proverbs, they're not like the law of Moses. All right, I'm going to do a little Bible study teaching here. When you read the law of Moses, the law of Moses is line upon line. There's, no, um, there's generally no figurative language. But the book of Proverbs is using figurative language. And what we read in the book of Proverbs is that God is saying, when the enemy is caught, he has to give full restitution. I said full restitution. That means that he is not allowed to keep what you have. But he must restore it, and the Bible says sevenfold. In Psalm 79 and verse 12, the word of God says, may you give sevenfold upon the laps of those who have uh, who have invoked your name. What am I telling you tonight? That you have legal rights. Say amen somebody. You have a God who wants to do justice on your behalf. A God who will see to it that you have breakthrough. And in order to have this breakthrough, you need to know how to pray. Number one, you need to be praying, Lord, let me catch the thief. Let me discern how he's stealing from me. Let me discern how he's getting in to my life. How he's getting into my family. How he's getting into my thinking. And secondly, you need to be praying upon this promise of full restitution. Everybody say that with me. Full restitution. Full recovery. How many of you believe God tonight? For full restitution, full recovery. Then if you believe God tonight, you ought to pray according to the word of God. Let me give you one more. James chapter 5, verse 4. In the book of James, we read a similar matter concerning God's system of justice. James chapter 5 and verse 4, the Bible says that God said, uh, or that James speaking God concerning uh, God's uh, thoughts on this matter. He says, behold, the pay of the laborer who mowed your field and which has been withheld by you cries out against you. And the outcry of those who did the harvesting has reached the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. Listen, what God is saying here. He's talking to the rich in the days of James, and he says, you had people work for you, 
and you withheld their wages. You refused to pay them. And now the, the wages are crying out to God. Follow me now. Listen, leave that verse up there for me, please. What are the wages doing? They're crying out to God. You realize that every time the enemy steals from you, your harvest is crying out to God. Say amen, somebody. I know this is probably something you never heard taught, and you maybe never will hear it taught anywhere else, but I'm teaching you the Bible tonight. You got to learn what the Bible teaches so that you can pray and receive what the Bible teaches. It, and God says, look, if somebody withholds a harvest from you, the harvest is crying out to God. The harvest is saying, God, this is unjust. I don't belong over here. I belong over there. And he says, the outcry has reached the Lord of the Sabbath or the Lord of hosts. James says, the cry of the harvest has reached before the mighty God of heaven. The judge of all the earth, friend. He is the one that is, that is going to answer this case. He is the one that's going to answer. That's why when God blesses you. Listen, have you ever been so blessed it embarrassed you? Never? I have. God's blessed me so good sometimes I was embarrassed. I thought, man, people are going to, they're going to think something. Well, don't ever be embarrassed. Say amen, somebody. Don't ever be ashamed of the favor of God. Because what people don't know is that when God bless you, he's blessing you with restoration for the things that have been stolen out of your life. And you, are, you, are, you and I are walking in a season where God says, I am going to bring breakthrough to your home. And you're going to see the restoration of things that have been stolen from you. Come on, somebody. It's time for the watchman to rise up and go to the wall because there's work to be done. How long will your wages sit in someone else's hands? How long with your, will your blessing be taken by the enemy? He has no legal right to it. Say amen, somebody. And when you and I realize, wait a minute, number one, I'm a watchman. I've got to have my eyes open. I've got to be watching because I'm not going to allow the enemy to take any more from me than he already has. I have the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of me. I am not alone. And I don't have to take it. Say, I don't have to take it. You have power. You have authority. So what should you do? The watchman has to cry out. Day and night. And go before God and say, God, this has been taken from me, and I am claiming it back, along with all that belongs to me, the restitution that belongs to me, because you are a just judge. And you will do so as you have promised. You will not ignore the cry of your people, but you will answer so that what has been taken from me is restored. The Bible says that there was a just man named Job. He was a righteous man, a man who feared God. He was so righteous that he even offered offerings for his children. And the Bible says that one day Satan came before God 
when all of the angels come before the Lord and, and Satan uh, came before God and God said to him, have you considered my servant Job? And the enemy said to him, yes, I have considered Job, but I can't touch Job because you have put a hedge around him. I can't, I can't touch him. And he said, but if I touch him, he'll curse you. If I steal from him, he'll curse you. And the Lord gave the enemy the opportunity, the permission to touch Job. The Bible said that in one day, Job lost all of his oxen and all of his donkeys and all of his sheep. And he lost all of his sons and all of his daughters. One day, he was the poorest man in the region. He went from being the richest man to the poorest man in the region. The enemy stole from him everything but his life. And then the Lord gave the enemy permission to touch his body, and he became ill. And now he lost his health. And his wife said to him, Job, curse God and die. But Job knew that he had rights. If you read the book of Job, you'll realize that Job makes claim to what belongs to him. And the Bible says at the end of the life of Job that Job prayed for his friends. There's the intercession. But notice what Job is doing. Who did he pray for? His friends. Who did he pray for? Who needed prayer? No, who really needed prayer? He did. He did. Here he is sitting with sores on his body, having lost everything, and he's praying for his friends. What's he doing? He's sowing a seed. He's saying, look, I don't have anything else. I can't throw a party anymore. I can't give you all those things I used to be able to do, but I can do one thing. And he sowed prayer into their life. You see the power of that seed to bring breakthrough into your life. And I imagine that that sickly Job with a tired voice and a heavy soul would raise up his hand and pray a blessing over his friends and ask God to do the things they needed in their life. And the Bible says, and God restored to Job double of everything he had. Sam and somebody. I said, God restored to Job double of everything he had. Do you receive the word of the Lord tonight? I said, do you receive the word of the Lord tonight? Listen, Isaiah chapter 6, 61, verse 7. Instead of your shame, you will have a double portion. Instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, they will possess the double portion in their land, and everlasting joy will be theirs. Here's what I want you to do tonight. If you would leave that verse up there, please. I want you to stand up. And every person in here that knows I'm a watchman. And I don't have to 
sit idly by while the enemy steals from me. This year, breakthrough is coming to my house. I want you to read this verse with me just the way I'm going to tell you. Say this with me. Instead of shame, I will have a double portion. Say it again. Instead of shame, I will have a double portion. And instead of humiliation, I will shout for joy. Therefore, I will possess a double portion in my land. And everlasting joy will be mine. Come on, say it. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. One more time, Kingsway. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. Now, come on. Let's make war this morning, this evening. Come into this altar and day and night begin to beseech the God of heaven until, until, until he acts quickly on your behalf. Your God is a good God. It's time to catch the thief. It's time to turn the lights on. God is on your side. Come on, somebody. God is on your side.